0: And this week's episode of Studio Inter, we'll be reviewing the win against Hellas Verona. We'll be doing an Inter Q&A with journalist and broadcaster Adriano Del Monte. This week's Moji Moratti and Frog, and much, much more. Everything here on Studio Inter. Only on SempreInter.com. <laughs> Benvenuti, bentornati, to another edition of Studio Inter. I'm your host, Nima Tavalli, wishing you all welcome back to a week that has started off really well, at least from an Inter point of view, another win against Hellas Verona. But before we... And we go into the end of the Mercato without being stressed, thanks to Beppe Marotta. But before we get to all of that, let me introduce my panelists. starting with the Semprinter.com preview writer, Mr. Mohamed Nasser. How are you doing over there in Egypt?
1: I'm doing extremely well. Uh, very positive. Very happy, and can't get uh, can't
0: wait to get into this uh, podcast. So yeah. yes, yeah, you, you're absolutely right to be positive because things are very positive right now in the world of Inter. Um, and we're also joined by our good friend from Canada. He's a producer over in TSN and our own refereeing expert, Mr. Michael Gallo.
2: Hello, everybody. Uh, a lot's happened since our last podcast, and just uh, just a week ago. I can't believe all the, I guess, the the great news for Inter. So that's, uh, I'm really excited and uh, excited to be back on with you guys.
0: Well, we do know, and we always say on this podcast, or I always say on this podcast, that the concept of time is very relative and and one, no, you know, in, in inter-years. And one year in in, in human years is, is the equivalent of 15 inter-years. Time goes quicker at inter. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also joined by uh, uh, the Semperinter.com feature writer. He writes a column every week called Five Things We Learned from Inter this Week. Welcome back, Mr. Jake Smalley.
3: Thank you very much for having me. May I just point out as well? The club have just tweeted out there is going to be an announcement at eleven o'clock uh, Italian time. So
0: no, that's it. that's 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 the that's the Joaquin Correa announcement video again. They're this getting
3: club getting excited. Yeah. getting that's about a last minute. Trip
0: no, 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 no nothing. No, no, no. It's 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 this club just does things differently. They do the announcement video three days after they announce players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, he's already scored and made a debut it's just interview, <laughs> so interview.
2: are are his goals going to be in the debut video then <laughs>
0: <laughs> who knows who knows anyway wow. we are joined by a <laughs> uh, an italian australian broadcaster he works as a presenter and broadcaster for his work for sony sony sports india of the sport in sports and super sport tv making his studio into debut a f- uh, good friend of mine thank you very much for joining us mr adriano del monte Chang Nimo, great to be with you, and looking forward to discussing a positive start again to another season. <laughs> well, I know you, you, you've dm me that you, you do find me, you don't like when when I'm annoyed with Inter, and my <laughs> my, my sarcastic takes do make you laugh. We have spoken about that, but I mean to be honest with you, it has been such a weird summer for Inter, but they seem to have. I mean, all things considered, they've kind of. Brought it, managed to tie everything together. Um, mm. They have replaced mm. Hakimi and Lukaku. They have replaced Antonio Conte. You can argue that maybe they've replaced all of these players with players that are less proven uh, and, 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 uh, uh, in, in terms of what they've done. But at least all, mm. but all players are players that are, or, or all, all actors involved are, are people who are going upwards in their careers and haven't really peaked yet. Um, I mean, what do you make of this uh, of this entire summer? I mean, should Inter fans be a little bit disappointed? Is is the, I mean, where 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 are you with this? Because it's it's making us it's making me feel a bit you know schizophrenic to be honest. <laughs> look uh firstly yes i love the
4: sarcastic tweets that's my favorite so I keep them coming <laughs> each and every week i love them but look i think it's a i think it's a weird um, for set in general obviously recently most recently the high profile departure of ronaldo from juventus which we knew was coming uh, some notable changes at other clubs particularly on the managerial front and and well for Inter Milan. It's certainly no different. What I like about the squad before we get to what's taken place over the summer, but the, the core of the squad is still there and particularly defensively that that you've got the three key players in the heart of defence there that, that you can certainly rely on to build around under a new manager in a similar system. And I feel that Defensively, starting from the back, this is an Inter team that, that, well, perhaps some suggesting weren't the favourites coming in, but certainly look as stable and as ready as anyone has been to to defend their crown. So I was very positive about Inter Milan after the summer and after the dealings that have been made. But look, quite clearly, the departures of Conte and Lukaku, they're not surprising. Very disappointing from, from a Serie A perspective to lose, firstly, Conte, and then, of course, Lukaku, who... Well, what a couple of years it was, again, for the club, for the league to have a player of his quality, his stature and what he was able to do. Just remarkable. But I think, again, Marotta has just he's delivered and it's it's uh, it's credit to the man for what he's been able to do at the clubs he's been at previously and now. At Inter Milan to to have been able to clearly as you touched on not not the like for like in terms of quality replacement but I think this squad coming in to a very bizarre season Inter are looking very very good and I'm very hopeful and and I'm very positive that this squad on paper hopefully it can continue but this squad on paper can compete not only in Serie A but also in Europe and that's where I'd certainly like to see an improvement from Inter Milan in the UEFA Champions League, another similar group to, to 12 months ago. Can <laughs> they build on that? I, I'm baffled by the fact that the group is exactly the same bar one, but can they grow on that with this squad? I've got a lot of positivity and hope that they can. And from a setting up perspective, Look, it's it's another season they're coming in as defending champions, but I do feel given the amount of change in the league, this really presents an opportunity for Inter to, to perhaps commence a, a semi-rebuild without changing too much and still maintaining
0: their position at top of the table. I thought it was Groundhog Day when I was watching the Champions League get <laughs> draw. It always <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it felt really weird. Um, and, and and I do want uh, get, to get your get your thoughts on that as well on the on the group stage. But we're going to discuss that. But I'll hand you over to Mo because uh, uh, I know you sure. got a question for for Adriano. I
1: just wanted to ask you. You know, we're talking about uh, the net uh, influx and outflow of uh, talent into the city. Uh, and 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 last week I had a question to Gab Marcotti. I I'd like to know. You know, as an Interista or, or or as a uh, uh, you know a uh, objective uh, outside observer um, standing where you are today looking at the squads are you more optimistic about interest chances of winning the scudetto this year versus at the same time last year or are you less optimistic uh, considering what the overall net effect on the squad is mm. uh, on, on, on the entire league is sorry
4: yeah it's it's a very good question and uh, we are obviously very early on in the season probably not enough to 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 make a a fair assessment of where it's at but as i previously said i i really feel that that this squad is 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 stable yes losing its best player but i feel that the replacements that have come in i really like the look and feel of this squad I, i like the fact that already what seven goals different? Uh, six different goal scorers. They're 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 not so reliant on. Not that Lukaku was the only figure last season, but we know Antonio Conte. We know Conte's system, and as good as he is. It was really this is this is the way we are playing and this is the way we will succeed. I feel perhaps with with the perhaps without that that key man up top, that one key man up top, that we will see Lautaro or Correa, as we've already seen, and Sanchez hopefully when he gets back in, Zekor, and and across the midfield as well, we will see a number of players contribute on the score sheet, which I'm certainly excited about for Inter, particularly in Europe, as well. When we look at Serie a, though, look. I feel that the inter squad has quality all over the park but if we look at the euros Italy as a great example winning the tournament without the, the the biggest stars on paper but certainly they were a united team and and I feel as has been very well discussed but under Inzaghi it's not as if the system is is drastically changing. It's players who are at the top of their game. Barella in the heart of midfield, the Serie A midfielder of the year last season, a number of other players who were in the the team of the year, perhaps a couple of question marks in goal. But look, across the field, there aren't too many question marks about this team. And and with that quality, with that confidence and with that tag of defending champions coming in, I'm very optimistic this season that Inter will defend their crown. And and I, I certainly... Probably with that in mind, and given the fact that we know where some of the, the competitors are at, I would say that compared to this time last season, I probably have more confidence that Inter will win the Scudetto this time around than I did, say, 12 months ago.
0: Mm. But, but that's pretty much exactly where I am, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, uh, Michael, do uh, you, you have a question for Adriano?
2: Yeah, well, now that Ronaldo's gone, I agree with you guys too. Maybe Maybe not so much about a week ago. But uh, I want to I want to talk about Korea. Like I'm I'm on a high right now. I wanna I wanna <laughs> know everything possible. What's going on right now? Because this is something that just turned around really quickly. Uh, you know, a week ago we didn't know this w- this was he was even coming. He was rumored, mm. but he c- he came, and then all of a sudden there he was, and now he's on the field. So I'm just gonna read a couple statistics over because I'm really excited. Want to talk about them first, and then <laughs> I'll get into my qu- my questions. So Korea was was uh, he scored in his debut for Inter on his sixth touch. First player to debut with a brace since Pazzini, and one of only two Argentinians to debut with a goals since uh, Walter Samuel was the la- last one. So he's got a lot of a lot of nice pizzazz going on right now about him. Mm. So my, my questions is, is are this. Korea comes in, he gets transferred, and then what two days later he gets what one training session and he's on the field already. Do you think the fact that Inzaghi was his former coach that he was able to get into the lineup so quickly because of his, you know, of his you know, previous history with Inzaghi, uh, maybe being a, a player of a different uh, team or a different coach that would have never have happened?
4: Certainly. And I think that's what's certainly the most exciting element of this signing, because Inter, well, Inter have been linked to a number of players. There's always rumors and reports about many players. And then Korea was one of a few in these latter stages who was linked. But the fact that Inzaghi and Korea have been working together over the last what, three seasons or so. It, it's, a, it's a really exciting opportunity for a player who will, can also adapt to a very similar system that he was playing under his former manager who has already had those couple of months at Inter to settle in. And Inzaghi will know how to integrate Korea and get and maximise his potential in this squad with all of the quality around him. And look, take nothing away from Lazio because Lazio have had a, a very strong team to service, particularly their attackers, particularly the quality in midfield for Lazio. There has been that supply and support for Correa, formerly with Immobile and the other Lazio attackers. But I think he comes in here a step up in class with all due respect to Lazio with this inter side. it's I'm excited as I am for any player in the league this season to see what he can do. And again, I'll repeat myself, also in Europe, because this is a big season for this club who were very bold over the last two, three years, some big-name acquisitions. They delivered with the title. But now it is time for this group and these latest additions to really take it to the next level. And Correa, well, if he's going to continue to continue at that rate, two goals in 16 minutes, well, I think every Inter <laughs>
0: fan will be excited right around the world. <laughs> for sure. Um, Jake, did you have a question for Adrian?
3: Yeah, I have. Uh, I want you to stick your neck out on the line a little bit here. And I I was sort of thinking about this before. Of all Inter's transfer window signings, who do you think will be the most sort of important to the side coming into the season? I mean, you've mentioned quite a lot there about Europe and, you know, there's a few plates to be spinning. I I mean, I'm quite picky. I'd like Inter to to win the Coppa Italia as well this year. I think that's something they've got to target. So I think over the course of the season, who do you think will be the most key acquisition? I mean, uh, Wacky and Correa might be one that. That'd be the fun of your mind. You know, that Michael, obviously, has a poster on his wall at home. But, um, mm. yeah, who do you think will be the most key signing that Inter have made so far?
4: The one that I haven't touched on, that I'm certainly looking forward to seeing how he develops at the club, despite his age, is Edin Dzeko. I've been a, a big admirer of Jekyll, obviously, formerly with Roma and previously in his career. And, look, he he's the, that, that figure up top, the number nine up top, who will... Be that be that key figure that Lukaku was in a different role in a different capacity, and I'm not expecting Edin Dzeko to to play every game, every Serie a, every Champions League game, three games a week. But in the matches that count, he certainly stood up for Roma in in key key fixtures, in key Champions League fixtures. He scored some wonderful goals. I remember an incredible brace he scored against Chelsea, away from home for Roma in a three-all draw. He, he really has had that ability consistently, domestically and in Europe, to deliver on the biggest stage. Now, yes, getting on in age, quite clearly this is a player who, well, what, 35 years of age, won two seasons at max at Inter Milan. But I feel with Lautaro, with Correa, with the others coming through, This is a play that can really lead the line up top, provide the support to those supporting strikers. And if he can fire and and play his best football under Simone Inzaghi, which is also another really interesting element, the Lazio coach and the former Roma captain combining together at Inter, I think that it could go a long way to to success across the board, maybe even the Coppa Italia as well for Inter this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that Champions League group because my reaction uh, to that was, yes... Uh, Real Madrid have signed David Alaba on a free transfer, but other than that, they've not spent anything. And in my opinion, they're a year older, and they're they're not, you know, they still haven't, you know, spent anything, and they still haven't improved since the post-Ronaldo Galactico five, four mm. or five Champions Leagues in five years. To me, and I, then I look at Inter, who I think may not be, maybe aren't better in terms of individual players than Real Madrid, but they're certainly not that far off. And as a team. I mean I have the utmost respect for Carletto but mm. I I look at that group and I say not only do I expect Inter to go through, I expect Inter to win that group. Mm. And and if and I mean, if you base that, well, you know, oh, are you crazy? Inter can barely haven't even qualified from the group stage. But this is different. This is Inter. This isn't Inter trying to establish themselves at the top. This is an Inter that has won titles, have been mm. in a European final, and have got a coach that is that has done well in Europe before. I mean, getting through from the group, beating Borussia Dortmund with that Lazio side is is fantastic. Um, I mean, do you think I'm being a bit overconfident here, Adrian, or or do you think that no, I that's where Inter should be. Inter should win this group. No, I'm I'm with you 100%. Inter win this
4: group. There, there's no there's no second place in this. This is the moment. This is the season for Inter mm. to put those group stage exits to bed and make their mark in European football. Get back into the knockout stages of the UEFA Champions League. And and I agree with absolutely everything you've said. Full respect to Real Madrid, of course, but this, and full respect to Carlo Ancelotti, of course, as well, but this is not a Real Madrid side at the top of their game. This is not a Real Madrid team that would have appointed Carlo Ancelotti if they were half-serious about winning a anyway for Champions League this season. It's a difficult time for all, and Inter Milan coming into this group with obviously the newcomers in, in Sheriff Shakhtar, who... I was at that game, match day six I was working at last season on the coldest night I can ever remember in Milan, but it was that nil-nil where Inter had something like 20 shots. It was all one-way traffic and just could not find a way through, and ultimately that nil-nil sent Inter out of European football completely. So they owe one to Shakhtar. Real Madrid, look, again, always always difficult, particularly going to Spain, but match day one, Inter-Real, San Seattle, I'm after three points and very confident they can do that based off their, their early season form. So, look, I'll be very disappointed if Inter don't win the Champions League group, but obviously beyond that, it's it's anyone's guess because we know that there are many quality teams who who go through first or second. And... We'll see. we'll see what happens at that point. But this is certainly the moment. Simone Inzaghi has had Champions League experience. He has taken care of some big clubs previously. Dortmund, as you mentioned,
0: quality team, quality manager. It's time to shine in Europe. Mm, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, before we let you go, um, do you? Um, I know you, you work for so many outlets and you do so much work. Is there anything you've got coming up and that you want to plug? The floor is yours. And also, if people want to follow you on Twitter, what's your handle?
4: Yeah, Absolutely. At Adrian Del Monte, drop the O, that's where I am at on Twitter and Instagram, most active there. And look, in terms of what's coming up, it's a very strange time at the moment because the the rules have just changed in Italy where you need to be fully vaccinated to enter stadiums. So literally today I've just completed my second vaccination, so I'll be back in the stadiums very soon. Serie A, big matches coming up, plenty of Champions League to come. And, yeah, keeping busy working for for broadcasters across five or six different major English language markets from Australia, where I'm from, to the US, India, Africa, Asia, the Middle East and more. So just keeping busy doing my thing, enjoying enjoying the action after a bit of a break after a very busy Euros, but certainly looking forward to, to watching what should be a very competitive Sevilla season, but Inter, for me, certainly the favourites at this point.
0: Uh, before we let you go, speaking on that point, um, I want you to give us your predictions. The top six, Capo Cannoniere, Coppa Italia winner and Supercoppa. Go. I want to start with the Capo Canonieri because even Go. before the departure of Lukaku
4: and Ronaldo, I tipped Chiro Immobile to win. I just feel that in the Saudi system, Immobile has the ability to score again 30-plus goals. So now with them both gone, I think Immobile certainly remains my favourite. In terms of a top six... I think Inter. I think Inter have enough to do it. I think it will be Inter from Juventus. I think they can respond and, and improve from Atalanta, and Roma in fourth. Milan, Lazio five six. I think Napoli will be seven at this point. So, Inter for the title. Cannonieri, Immobile. Were there any others I missed? Yeah, Coppa Italia and Supercoppa. How do you think I'll go? Well, we've got to give uh, we've got to give them both to Inter. I think it will be the domestic Ooh. treble this Ooh. season for Inter, but most importantly i want that champions
0: league group win so yeah
4: let's tick that one off and i think the rest can can certainly follow
0: i i like that i would say if if mo we call him uh mr positivity i'd say if he's like he's 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 like hacked your account or something because there's a lot <laughs> of positivity going on here but nah. thank you very much for coming on <laughs> thank you so much for coming on adrian really appreciate it guys. my absolute pleasure keep up the great work and happy to join you again anytime always welcome take care adrian ciao Thanks, guys Right, let's pick up on that Champions League group because I think that's a very good place to start. Um, I wanna um, I wanna ask you guys what you think because I've already said what I think. I, I and I said it on Twitter as well, and everyone was oh you think Real Madrid you know are, are crap. I'm like absolutely not, but I do think that Inter are a better team, um, and 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 I do every you know I, I do rate Simone Inzaghi highly. Um, I I you know this is the third transfer window in a row where Real Madrid have not spent a single euro when signing players. And they, you know, I love Luka Modric, I love Toni Kroos, but they're not getting younger. Um, And they're not, you know, they can raise themselves for every, you know, for for the Champions League games. But I just don't think that this is, this is not the same Inter. Look, something happened after, after Christmas last year and the new year, when on, when Antonio Conte changed everything and it started clicking and Inter went on this incredible run, mopping the floor with every, with every team. It wasn't just tactical, Tactical, it was also psychological and mental. This is a different team, this is a different group of players from 12 months ago and even if Christian Eriksen, you know, due to his medical emergency and Lukaku and Hakimi and Conte are gone. I, don't th- I look at that team and I look at Simone Inzaghi who I've followed for five years, the mentality and the approach and professionalism have not changed. The tactics have changed. But the professionalism of that dressing room um, and the ability to get the best out of the players you have at your disposal, that has not changed. Um, It's just different. And I look at that midfield and I see Sensi finally being coached by someone who isn't running him into the ground. He looks happy. I see Barella and Brozovic looking better than ever before. Um, i I got to say I'm really confident. I really, really feel that Inter should take six points against Shakhtar, six points against Sheriff, and four points against Real Madrid. And I think that's that's where I am. I mean, am I being overly confident, Mo? Or or where are you?
1: Yeah, I think we're going to finish second.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, European pedigree is uh, not something that uh, you can just uh, switch on off. Uh, I think uh, Milan rode it for, for quite a while, despite them being an awful awful team. Uh, so I think uh, I think Inter are still a couple of seasons away from from winning a group. I still think we're gonna we're gonna qualify out of the group, you know. And I think that uh, we might even make a strong, daring Atalanta-esque or Roma-esque uh, run deep into the competition. Uh, because, like you say, you know, it's a different inter, so on and so forth. But I think just at the group stage at this point in time, in my opinion, I think uh, Real are just going to be a little bit more, especially because of their reliance on, on these seasoned veterans who know what to do to, 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 to take points You know, on a rainy night, on a rainy Tuesday night in Stoke. You know, they, they, they know what to do uh, to make sure that the, the, they get the three points. So I I, I just I, I have a feeling we're going to lose in Madrid, draw in um, in uh, Milan on opening day, uh, and uh, six points. Every everyone collects six points against uh, both Sheriff and, uh, and uh, Shakhtar and uh, the difference will be the that match at um, at uh, Madrid. But mm-hmm. I think overall it will be a, a very a, a stark improvement. On um, I, I agree with you in, in that you know I think it's going to be a, a big step. Uh, in the right direction compared to our our few seasons, our three or four seasons uh, in Europe uh, the last last few years. But I think we're still just a couple of steps behind really uh, being able to dominate a a group that includes someone as as experienced as Real Madrid.
0: That's a fair point. Um, where, where about you, Mike? I mean, do, do you are you where are you with me? Are you with me and Adrian, or uh, or, or or are you with Mister Positivity, who apparently isn't so positive anymore? <laughs> Switched roles. Uh, <laughs> come on, guys! You
2: know we're going to Moldova and we're gonna tie sheriff. Come on, let's let's be real. <laughs> come on, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be like Apoi Bergeva again. Back back in the day, right? Uh, um. No, I mean, like, look, we should get six points against them, but I'm never, I'm not gonna be too, like, too optimistic. We're gonna get all six points against them in in Shakhtar. Look at Shakhtar, we couldn't even score a goal against Shakhtar last year, and we would two two zero zero draws, especially in the in the uh, matchday six when we had to win that game and we didn't. So it's like uh, I'm not gonna be too optimistic just because just because of what happened the last couple of years in Champions League and and knowing how good of a squad we had last year and not being able to get out of that group not even be, being able to finish third. Um I look at Real Madrid squad and yeah, I mean they're definitely not as good as they used to be. We we all know that, but they still have some world-class players like um you know Benzema, Casemiro, Bale, Ishko, Courtois, you know yeah. Alaba's there even though you know not as good as he maybe once was, but he's still there. You got and he, and they've got a strong bench too with like you know Hazard and and uh, Lucas Vasquez. So they've got world-class players Absolutely. on the team. Absolutely. So so if you take it punch for punch against Inter, they probably have a better squad than us, but it's all about what happens, you know, with with putting that squad together and, and coming together as uh finding some consistency together and finding chemistry. And uh I definitely think Inter can compete with that and potentially take, you know, either three or four points against it. I think the potential is there. And I think the the importance is if um, if we can match what Real Madrid does against us, so whether it be two po- two draws or or a win for each team, it's going to come down to who's going to drop points against uh, Shakhtar or Sheriff. And we know last year, I believe Shakhtar beat Real Madrid. I believe last year. So I mean, that's, we, they we can't always just guess that Real Madrid's going to take maximum points from their opponents as well. So I th- I would say like the best guess for me would be second place, but I'd put the percentage of them coming first probably around maybe
0: you know, just under 40%. Okay. Jake, what about you? What do you think? Do you think Inter... Well, I mean, where are you? Are you, are you with the guy... Are you with the... My, you're, the you're the tiebreaker. Me and Adrian are, are, are thinking Inter should win the group. Mike and Mo are, are are saying that no, we will finish second. So you're the tiebreaker.
3: I think it's a really strange situation to be in because we discussed a few things last week and you said to me that I'm quite negative and You know, I agree with that. I <laughs> Optimistic. But do you know what? I'm going to go the opposite side here. I'm a bit shocked by Mo, to be honest with you. I feel a bit disappointed that <laughs> I, after your question, I was waiting for a big you no know, into going to win the Champions League this season. <laughs> They're going to win the league. But no, I, I'm going to be really positive. I, I saw the draw and I thought, you know, I thought last season a bit more now would have sent in to beat Real Madrid. And like you've said, Real Madrid another year older, some of these players sort of get a bit past it. There's not really much in that squad that sort of strikes fear in me, to be honest with you. I think Inter are definitely stronger than what they were 12 months ago. And I think the old Shep to Arginetsk a favour, to be honest, as well. I think, you know, the way that they behaved last season at San Siro, celebrating that scummy draw that they played out, you know, that will be in Inter players' minds. They'll want to sort of reap revenge for that. And Sheriff are just there to make up the numbers, really, aren't they? No disrespect. I, 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 I really think that it's time for Inter to kick on now. And I think Inzaghi's got the experience of doing it before last year, when it was probably a little bit more unlikely that he had a squad that's not as strong as the one that is at his disposal at the moment, so I'm going to go for positivity. I, I really think that they'll push on this year. This is the year for him to, to stake a claim in Europe. They'll definitely reach the knockout stages, and I'm really confident they can win the group this season. I think a lot does hinge on that first game. I think if they can beat Real Madrid, you know that can be a real sort of key moment. It can. Almost be the launchpad for a really strong campaign, so that's really important. But no, I'm I'm definitely going to go with positivity this time. Um, I think they can win the group without a doubt, and I definitely think they'll qualify this time. And that's a big monkey off their back as well. And yeah, uh, you know, it's it, it, we can't underestimate that importance in bringing it into back to the top table. You know, they've shown that they can compete in the league now. They've won things, like you said as well. They've competed in a European final, so I, I think it's a big moment for the club, and I think they're going to take that
0: leap. Mm. No, for me, for me, it's like I think that in terms of individual players, I agree with what Mike said. I think Real Madrid on you know, player for player better than Inter. But uh, I look at at how as as a team, and I I honestly think that Simon Inzaghi is a modern coach, and 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 he has a group of players that are really perfectly suited to how he wants to play and react to him, as we've seen so far. Even when 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 Inter don't play well. They, they, the players seem to uh, to, to react to him, uh, and 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 that's um, that, that. I think they are a better team as a team than Real Madrid are. And as for Shakhtar, Inter have played Shakhtar for for four times in the past two years. Inter know Shakhtar Donetsk. This this isn't one of those ooh a team an exotic team from the east. No, Inter know Shakhtar Donetsk. They know them inside out. They know the Zerbi inside out. That's that that's something, and and he knows them. So I don't I don't think this is going to be one of those, you know, they're they're not going to f- walk on a landmine here like they did with 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 Conte during last fall, which was really really dark. Um, for for Inter and and I mean everything around Inter was 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 much more darker. I'm much more optimistic going into this season than I was last season, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we'll be you know it's the international break now, so we'll we'll definitely be previewing those games when 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 it's time uh, for 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 them. Um, let's move on to um, to the match against Hellas Verona, um, which I thought was. Was um was a strange game, and and it was it, it was one of those games where that that really they really, were really important. I want I want to hear what you guys think about this. But for me, it's been like I I look at it like this. This is why I wanted Gallo Bellotti because Joaquin Correa is probably technically in terms of technical skill and ability, if not the best player in the Serie, yeah, certainly top three or top five. There's no n- there's no discussion there. He's absolutely fantastic, but the problem has been his ability to to turn that into concrete goals and assists. If he can... I mean, this was the perfect and ideal start. If he can do that at Inter and score these important goals, and if Lautaro Martinez can become more more efficient and prolific, then I don't think it matters uh, that they sold Lukaku and Hakimi because it, they'll just spread out the goals amongst themselves. But one... But, but And then another aspect is Chalanoglu. I thought, you know, this is this has been his big problem at Milan. Um Brilliant one game, Anonymous in another, the continuity factor. But it doesn't matter because you have players that can come out and replace him, like Arturo Vidal, who is, we got to talk about Arturo Vidal. This is the best I have seen Arturo Vidal since he left, since his his last season at Bayern Munich. He was awful in Barcelona throughout his, his, his entire tenure there. I watched pretty much every game he played. But I haven't seen him like this in years. He looks completely up for it. He looks fit. He looks physically fit. He looks f- mentally. He's hungry, which is really impressive. And and I I don't think you know if he continues to perform like this in training and in games. I don't. I wonder if if uh, you know Hakan Chalanoglu might have to look you know be, look look about you look look behind from his shoulders, thinking where how far off is this guy from taking my place? Because again, he came on. And was instrumental in 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 Inter winning that game against Hellas Verona. Uh, Mo, I, I want to hear what you think. I mean, what were what, what, what your, your thoughts on on what I'm saying here, re- uh, re Vidal, and also Correa, and and and, and what, what is your takeaway from the uh, Hellas Verona game?
1: Yeah. So I, I uh, regarding Correa and uh, and uh, Belotti, the, that comparison in particular, I don't think I, I I was as keen on Belotti as I am as I was on Correa. And it's purely subjective. It wasn't based on on, on numbers or deep analysis of the player movement or or whatnot. Uh, But certainly, uh, I don't think uh, the the most optimistic of uh, pundits would have uh, imagined a a, a better start for the Argentine. Um, As as for the squad itself, so look, I think the first half was quite poor. I, I remember the first half, watching the first half, and I'm thinking this team really, really lacks something. A uh, 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 Conte-esqueness, uh, and I can't help but make comparisons, you know, uh, with, with Conte. But they, they're despite them conceding fewer chances, uh, pr- practically not no chances, uh, despite uh, uh, other than uh, Andonovic's uh, mistake and goal. I don't think the Inter did concede any chances. And, and I remember last week, uh, the week before, when we were talking about allowing. Uh, allowing uh, opponent movement in the final third, I, I felt it was more uh, more of a continuation of the same sort of theme where Inter did not really boss the midfield uh, in a way where I think you might want to be um, be a bit more physical, cynical, uh, and just impose yourself on, on, on the center of the pitch. So I think that that kind of was missing in the first half. So you either you're either that kind of that kind of team, uh, a Conte team or Mourinho team, where you really, you know, impose yourself on the opponent, or you're a free-flowing footballing team, you know, uh, and you you pick take your way through, or a clipy-clop uh, your way through the, the opponent's uh, midfield and attack. But I think all of this changed in the second half, and I think this is, a, you know, a testament to to, to anyone who believes in Zaghi, much like yourself, Nima, mm. in the sense that. Uh, uh, the, the The man you know w- w- whether Inter were a goal behind or, or, or otherwise, I think the man read the, the the game and understood what needed to be done and changes were made. And I think of course Korea's you know Korea's goal was his, 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 uh, his goal for the two- one goal was, was very important, but I think it was inevitable. It was it was coming anyway you know, uh, and it was great that it was Korea. And of course, the, the, the third goal in extra time was the cherry on top. It, wasn't, it was a, wasn't a necessary goal. But I think what, what, I, what I enjoyed the most about that is the changes that he made by putting Arturo Vidal in. And of course, like you say, by, by seeing a very different Arturo Vidal. And I think, you know, I think, of course, the Inzaghi project is quite early, but it, it does seem to be showing more fruits than one would even have hoped at this stage uh, mm. even the most optimistic of, the, of people yeah. would have hoped to have seen at this stage in, in, in the development of the
0: project. I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, Mike, uh, w- I want to ask you uh, about Arturo Vidal because this guy is, he's really impressing me. I mean I was very critical when when they signed him. I didn't want him and, I, and he was awful. He cost Inter at least 4, or five six four to 7 points in the league and he cost Inter qualification from the Champions League, no doubt about that. But this this is this is something different. He looks he looks better than he than he's been in years. And I'm thinking if you can have a if you can have that Arturo Vidal, even though he's not as quick and dynamic as he once was, uh th- that that that's 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 an important player to have, no?
2: Yeah, well if you remember Nima, I remember last year I think it was in maybe April or March we did a, a segment on on this podcast and in the segment you asked you asked all of us is should we just freeze out Arturo Vidal out of the squad and get get rid of him and and I mm. was saying yes I said yes and sure enough that next game I think he had a big game but like the, the previous like six or seven games he was horrible and he was he did not show anything to 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 me that would want me to have him on the team so now we're we're two games into this year and I think he's found a, the right role on the team. It just coming off the bench, giving energy for the for for twenty to thirty minutes. You saw that ball he played to Darmian on that second. I mean ball. that he that's stu- the one yeah. I'm
0: thinking of. I mean that's the one I'm thinking of. That was absolutely stunning. Perfect. I mean that, that that's why that's how Inter got that goal. It was it was an absolutely fantastic ball to Darmian.
2: Yeah, and, and it might have been a little bit I mean, look look, they're not gonna have a, the most perfect place them but he was able to get it just deep enough for Darmian just to, to, to get a run on it and then Darmian you know had a great fantastic uh, cross but I just lo- I love his energy and, and if you can get guys off the bench that can give that much energy and you know that he's not gonna if you start Vidal he might have a yellow card by the 45th minute have to take him off anyway so if you can if you can get that energy from him and show what he's what he's given us the last uh the last two games I'm all for it and I want to see him play in every game maybe not the 60 to 70 minutes he was sometimes playing in the in the past but off the bench and as long as he can accept that role with us let's go I'm ready and sign me up and I'm and I'm ready for it I know it's different than what I said last year but we're we're definitely seeing a different uh, Vidal right now than we saw last year
0: Oh absolutely I mean I don't think I mean I was very critical of him I, don't, I I'm I'm not hiding behind that at all he he drove me crazy I thought it was a bad signing I thought he was way past his peak I honestly didn't see I mean like you said you know a swallow does not a summer make but let's let's wait to see if this is a continuous thing but if he this the start he's had to this season is his best start in terms of play and attitude and fitness that he's had since he left Bayern Munich, he's absolutely fantastic.
2: Attitude, attitude is important too, well, Mo. I'm, I'm, I'm Nima. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up too, especially with him. Sometimes, how many times? I mean, he's caught, cost us before because of his attitude. Yeah. So if he can clean up his attitude, it hasn't been a problem this year. I don't think he's gotten a card, has he? So like, no. Those are those are situations where I think that's really going to help us if he can keep his act together.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's like it's as if he's kind of. Decided that you know last season was horrible. Even though Inter won the Scudetto, he was he was very marginalized because you know because of injuries and also because of his uh, you know he he was he was just off. This year he's been he's been he's really had a proper preseason. He looked really well up for it, um, and and his attitude he, he's so disciplined. It's it's like when he was at his best when when he was at his best under Conte in terms of attitude, not speed and and tenacity and dynamism because that's you know, you you don't get the you know, once you lose it past thirty, it's impossible to get it back. But now I'm I'm really impressed. Uh, Jake, what impressed you the most with with uh, with the uh, Hellas Verona game? I mean, you penned a column uh, raising all of these issues, um, in in, in Dzeko's experience, uh, 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 Federico Di Marco and Ivan Perisic. I want to touch a little bit on that, and 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 if pe- people wondering why we haven't spoken about Samir Handanovic yet, it's because there's nothing more to talk about. I mean, we all see it. We all see the issue. We all know what the problem is. He's he's a liability. Inter won the Scud- Scudetto despite him. And if they're going to win anything this year, it's going to be despite him. It, it's that simple. I mean, I can't... You know, he had a spell of a five, six games last season where he was fantastic. And then he kind of receded back to the mean to what his level is right now. So there's no point in beating that dead horse. And that's why I think it's pointless to talk about. But I do wanted to pick up on what you wrote in your column uh, about the Dimarco Perisic, because you said you wanted you want Dimarco to start playing now because you, you wanted to you wanted Perisic to be replaced. I, I want to hear I want to hear you explain a little bit more uh, for for the listeners.
3: Well, Just picking up on what's just been mentioned, I think one thing that um, irks me a little bit about the Antonio Conte era is after that first season that he was manager, there was a lot of recruitment of experienced players. And then as last season sort of wore on, players like Vidal, players like Kolarov, for example, were just sort of shunned and cast aside because they weren't good enough. They weren't stepping up to the plate, probably quite rightly so. But one thing that might happen more so throughout this year and under Inzaghi is that those fringe players, the squad might be utilised a little bit better. So I, I wrote a number of times about Romero Lukaku last season and obviously, you know, we know how well he did, but we were playing for 90 minutes every single game and I, I was really sort of concerned that, you know, maybe he might get injured. If he gets injured, there's a big problem. But I think with Inzaghi, we saw it a little bit when he's at a last, so He wasn't afraid to take players off. He was happy to rotate and I, I think now you know, with, with Vidal sort of emerging a little bit as well, we might see sort of bit more rotation being used. And I quite like that, I think, given the fact that Inter will want to challenge in more than one competition this season. I'm not saying they'll win the Champions League, but no. you know, they do need to get to the stage and, and move on, don't they? You know, to show progress. So I, I'd like to see them use the squad a little bit more. And I think, you know, targeting back what you just said and what you've asked me about, DeMarc and Perisic, I think part of it for me is... Look to the future, you know, I didn't think Federico Di Marco, being totally honest with you, 12, 18 months, maybe two years ago, would ever make it into Milan I didn't think he'd ever be in a position where he'd be good enough to play week in, week out for Inter Milan, but I've been watching him quite closely, because I've done other bits of writing about Hellas Verona, so I do watch them quite closely, and I thought he was absolutely magnificent last season, and I thought you know, I wonder what the terms are on that deal You know, are Inter going to get him back, do they need to buy him back, did a bit of research, I thought no there's a really good chance for him to push on and I think Perisic is old news now. I think we've seen the best of Ivan Perisic. I think he did come in last season, post Christmas, and play some really good stuff. But even towards the back end of last year, he got a little bit sloppy and a little bit lazy. And I just think, in terms of the last sort of five years or so that he's been at into, you know, he's been nothing but a constant frustration. You know, he's caused issues, given Icardi game, whether that's his fault or not. You know, we won't go into that because we could talk about that for hours. But I <laughs> think. Time for him to sort of step aside and give Demarco a chance. I think he's really hungry, given the fact he's an Inter fan as well. You know the fans like that story, don't they? You know he's he's got this sort of creativity about him as well that could really complement Dumfries. Well, they're both traditional wing backs, but I think Demarco can defend a little bit too. I think mm. he can be set from set pieces also. I think he's got a really good crossing. With. Oh. And if you're playing Edin Dzeko in the penalty area as a number nine. You know, he will love playing with Federico Di Marco. So I think it's time for him to have a chance. You know, mm. give him four or five games, see what it's like. And, you know, I'll be happy to be proven wrong. You know, Perisic is, is an experienced player. You know, we've seen what he's done for Croatia major tournaments. He's, he's a good footballer. You know, there's no denying that. But he's he's approaching his mid-30s now. Let's invest in a player that we've brought through our youth system. We've loaned out a number of times to give the experience. Now it's his time.
0: Agreed, agree 100%. I mean, anyone who follows me on social media knows I've been banging on the Di Marco drum for two years now because of the, I think he's good enough. I think he's young, like for all the reasons you mentioned and he's from Milan and we haven't really had a quality player born and raised in Milan who grew up supporting Inter since pretty much, I think Beppe Bergomi was the last time I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask uh, Fulvio next time he's on because I'm there's no doubt in my mind that he knows these things. Um right, uh let's uh, b- before we uh, before we move on to 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 Monji Monatti and Frog on the week. I just want to quickly um just just say that we're going to have a full on Mercato review next episode um after because because we're recording this on the Monday on the 30th the Mercato closes on the 31st and and we're going to have a proper Mercato review and also everyone's going to have to give their predictions as to who they how they think the city is going to end and and all that stuff. Um, we always try to always want to wait until after the mercato closes because I think a lot of a lot of things can happen and I think i 'm not entirely prepared to exclude the return. Of a certain Wanda and Mauro to Serie A, but this time with Juve. Um, I'm not. This isn't me any reporting anything. It's just a gut feeling I have. I think we will see them return to Italy and Juve sooner than people might think, and that will, <laughs> will spice things up um, a lot, uh, to say the least. Uh, Inter fans will absolutely. Um, Enjoy playing Juve when Icardi is is there. Um, Right, let's move on to the part of the show where we pay tribute where the piss out of and criticize someone or something heavily in the world of football, starting with the positivity, which will be presented by Mr. Positivity himself, Mr. Mohamed Nas. He He works a lot, he's intelligent and... Surprise uh, people sometimes with these uh, ideas. Not easy to find one person of this uh, call it this.
1: I'm, uh, I keep on struggling to find ways not to select uh, Bepe Marotta as the Maratha. <laughs> uh, honestly, it's been incredible. The, the, the business this season has been incredible. However, I have managed to temper my Marotisms and uh, my Marotophilia. <laughs> I've uh, decided uh, to go with a very obvious choice of uh, Joaquín Correa as uh, this week's uh, Moratti. Uh, there, it's a Cinderella fairy tale debut. Not only, you know, scoring a brace on your on your debut is definitely uh, something that is amazing. But uh, these two goals being uh, the winner and uh, the seal the deal goals, and in the fashion he did score them. And then the social media posts, we spoke about uh, the bromance between uh, Lukaku and uh, and Lautaro last year, the Lula the lula love. But this year, the the tango argentino uh, posts and comments between Lautaro and Korea, I think it's the start of something very special. And uh, yeah, it's got to be uh, El Tuku. Uh, I don't know what a tuku is. Maybe a Tucan I don't
0: know. But, uh, <laughs> I have no idea. No idea
1: either. Uh, <laughs> el Tuku is my... Uh, I'm Arati of the Week, uh, so, yeah, that's uh,
0: that's fact. That. Absolutely, good choice. Let's move on to something much more comical, this week's Frog, which will be presented by Martin master Michael
4: Gallo.
2: Well, our Frog of the Week is a familiar player that once played for Inter Milan, back all the way from 2007 till 2010 and if you can figure out those years you know who I'm talking about it's Mario Balotelli <laughs> so mario balotelli now plays for a turkish team called adana demirspor okay he's played a few matches already this year so playing for their in their game on the weekend he was subbed off in the 59th minute he comes back to the bench and he starts yelling and screaming and he looks like he's in some kind of like in turmoil just so mad about probably being subbed off so he gets so mad that he actually punches his own teammates in disgust he i don't know who his teammate is but he's he's trying to like just console him just like he, he looks like he's really scared and then balo just punches him and i don't know if he did it on purpose or did it by accident but he was so pissed off. He just he punched his teammate, and I don't know why. I mean, we look, we know Balotelli's got a screw loose in his head, and 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 that's what uh, that's what we've known to known to him. Uh, what he's done over the years, so many crazy things on the field, off the field, and uh, punching your own teammate probably not the best idea, not the best thing to do. I don't know if there's going to be any type of discipline with this. I I doubt it because it's, it wasn't like he cracked him in the head. He just hit him mm-hmm. in the shoulder, but still, like follow get get a grip on it i know you're upset you, you started the game you play 59 minutes take it easy don't punch your teammates and everything will be okay
0: i i saw that clip and that is a frog if if there ever was one for sure i think everyone just look at it look for it it's all over social media it's absolutely hilarious right let's move on to something much more negative this week's frog which will be presented by mr jake small
3: Well, from one enigmatic footballer to another, we've got two <laughs> weeks in a row here for Rajan Nyangolan. So last week I was given the task of discussing his ridiculous drink-driving behaviour. So as a result this week, in similar fashion to Balotelli, actually, when he signed a deal with a local uh, fire station promoting sort of anti-fireworks, Nyangolan's um, done a very similar thing. He's signed up with Quadrons, who are a chauffeur company, uh, it's a little bit of a sponsorship deal, so I'm assuming we're using them next time instead of going out drink driving when it's got a free Saturday night. Cause I mean, what else would you do on a Saturday night other than getting a car drink drive?
0: I mean, it's just what were the I'm mean, what were the company thinking? It's like yeah, let's make fun of drink. I mean, I don't know. It's just I I, I just thought the whole thing is just eh eh not not, not Raj not,
3: is we he can't wait we can shut that door on him and we can just let uh, him be now i'm sorry for bring up again i'm sorry for bringing up
0: again. no 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 it's let it, him be it's just such a bad taste <laughs> i mean it's just it's the whole thing is just in such incredible bad taste but yeah no he, he he's he's going for the chauffeur company right uh he's being sponsored by one right that's all we have time for this week we'll be back um uh, soon uh in in, in in within a week's time to um to uh, to review the mercato, we'll be uh, giving our predictions, and we'll be joined by a very special guest. I can't reveal yet who it is, but because uh, he's not given me the hundred percent thumbs up yet. But until then, uh, before we go, I'd like to thank you, Mo. Uh, you've you, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm you're your Mr. Positivity, but I'm 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 honestly with you on this. I'm I'm not gonna one hundred percent. Say that I think Inter are going to win this Scoretto because I uh, I want to wait and see for the Mercato. but yeah I I'm 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 almost there I I, I have no problem saying that as things stand stand right now I think Inter are the favorites.
1: L F G I don't know I don't know what <laughs> network we so whether we can swear or not Can we
0: swear? <laughs> no, let's not swear. Can we swear? No, no, let's no, not I can't swear. Swear. Let's, let's
1: not swear. Let's not swear. go. <laughs> yes, yes,
0: absolutely. Uh, Mister Michael Gallo
2: well a little bit too much positivity right now guys let's take take a step back <laughs> there's, there, there was this like i'm love i'm loving this i'm it's great that these two weeks couldn't have ha- gotten any better but like i think i think i'm getting too excited here and that's not a good thing <laughs> exactly to get too excited. so let's let's put out let's let's go back into second gear let's enjoy let's just yeah. relax enjoy this and well i'm not gonna say enjoy this international break because the fact there's an international break right now is a joke but still Let's enjoy it, and then we'll see how uh, mercato finishes up, and then Mm. we'll move on to Match Day Three.
0: Absolutely, Mister Jake Smalley. Mister Jake Smalley. Second
3: gear. Let's hit the auto buttons. Let's get very excited. I (laughs) think we should be really excited at the moment. I think there's so much to be positive about. I think, especially after sort of what's been a really negative summer, I think Inter started so well. I don't think the transfer window's fully finished for Inter yet but you know disagree you know what I still think there's some business to be done a little bit. Beppe's got some rabbit up his sleeve mark my words <laughs> I think it's interesting next week
0: <laughs> I hope you're right I hope you're right and uh, what Mo alluded to we are now part of the Shoot the Defence Network so welcome to all new listeners uh, of Shoot the Defence Network uh, on the internet There, are Network of podcasts that po- that do podcasts on all sorts of football, Ukrainian football, Estonian football, uh, Greek Cypriot, fo- Cypriot football, uh, Greek football, uh, even English football. So we we're, we're our, our podcast is, is going to be uh, the Studio Inter is going to be uh, be be published on their network and platforms as well. So welcome to all those listeners until next week i'm your host nima Tavale i'd like to th- as i said i'd like to thank mo um, adrian uh, J- jake and mike and until next week i'm your host nima Tavale wishing you to stay safe listen to your authorities enjoy the international break and sempre te solo forza in.